0: With me today is my guest and my friend, Sam, who is the owner and creator of her conscious business, My Mantra and Co., who handcrafts all her products from candles, crystals to jewelry and smudge kits. And I really wanted to bring her in today to shed some light in the spiritual journey, finding your path in the business-driven world, while also maintaining a holistic balance within yourself, whether starting a business is something that you've always been interested in or just creating something beautiful that you want to share with the world. So Sam, thank you so much for being with me here today. Thank you for having
1: me. This is so exciting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So to begin, Sam, I wanted to learn more about what inspired you to start a business. Has owning a business always been something that you were interested in since you were young? Or did you have a set out plan that you wanted to go through after high school? How did this all unfold for you?
1: So I've actually always known I was going to have a business. Um, it was always a deeper knowing I had ever since I was younger. But logically thinking, I just didn't know what kind of business it was going to be. After university, I started thinking and brainstorming of what business I wanted to start. And that can range from a lot of things. I graduated from business school, so my ideas were thousands on the list. But Candles kind of came into mind since I was always a big user of candles myself. And my partner at the time had huge headaches when he was buying store-bought candles. So I thought, okay, maybe I should do, I could do something with this. And my idea came from making all natural candles. And then I started to do the market research. And since this was the start of my spiritual journey, I wouldn't say I was super deep into spirituality when I started Mantra. Mantra actually made me dive, way deeper into spirituality. But I I had, you know, like questions about spirituality at this point. I had one crystal candle that I bought on Etsy. And I thought, okay, maybe I could do something like this, but have more purpose towards it. And that's when the idea kind of blossomed. And I just started piling on other things that would make it different. And That's when the eco-friendly products came in, the handmade idea came in, everything being locally sourced, candles having a purpose rather than just being crystal candles. So they became intentional ritual candles. And I guess like the whole donation to charity is just idea of having a cherry on top. But the idea of the spiritual candle was born from, I guess, like my partner not enjoying the store-bought candles and me making all natural ones.
0: Nice. Yeah. There's definitely this whole thing about candles being toxic and so many toxic chemicals being in so many different household items now. And for me too, I love candles. I light them up everywhere in my house. When I'm doing my meditation, I light them up, but it's hard to find those all organic or natural products that have an intentional or purpose meaning behind it. And it's something when I read that you shouldn't have candles around the house, it felt so wrong for me because it's something that I was used to and I didn't want to take it out of my own rituals. And so I'm just happy to finally see a company that is approaching business in a intentional way where it's not only providing you a luxurious feel in your home, but also Having that sense of safe feeling, knowing that your products are clean and that you're approaching your business in an ethical way is so impactful, especially in today's day and age where that stuff is really important. And it's often overlooked when we buy stuff from the mass market. And so I love that it's like a small business now that's like so successful. And I know that there's a huge future for you as well, just from seeing how passionate you are about your business, but also seeing how many people actually buy your products and love it. And so I just want to ask for the name, my mantra and co, how did you come about naming your business that like, why that name? And what, what was your mission when you started?
1: So when I started a business, I, really tried to stick to this mantra because I didn't want just a business for the sake of making money. I wanted a business that would help people, that would inspire people, and that would essentially help people in their everyday lives. And I think the crystal candles and the meditational tools kind of go hand in hand with that because I am just not selling candles. I'm selling crystal candles that would help you in your day-to-day life. That's where the mantra name came from. That's like our core belief.
0: So you were telling me that in the beginning of starting Mantra, you weren't really as deep in your spiritual journey as you are now. And so I wanted to know how your spiritual journey has evolved and how it's influenced your leadership style in this present moment.
1: Yeah. So I, I would say that being a spiritual leader has helped me become essentially more empathetic towards the staff, because, you know, running a business has a lot of ups and downs. You have to work with a lot of people, whether that's suppliers, store owners, and of course your own staff, and also customers. So I find that I have more empathy towards people when doing business with them. And I know that I wouldn't have had this much empathy or understanding if my spiritual journey was not as far as it is for me now. And also just the deeper knowing, like I don't stress as hard as other entrepreneurs. Like I think in today's world, entrepreneurs are looked at as someone always stressed, always busy, always um, thinking of their next move. And yes, that is true. In a sense, I am always doing that. But I also have this deeper knowing that a lot of entrepreneurs don't have that I will make it like I, in, no matter what happens in my day, no matter what mess ups or what mistakes we do in a day, I have this deeper knowing that my business will succeed. And it's a day to day process for me, like one mistake does not define my whole business. And I think that's, where I get set apart being a spiritual entrepreneur is I have this deeper knowing that everything will be okay in the end. So I don't put that much pressure into the small mistakes that happen.
0: That's so important to notice because yeah, you were right. Like when you look at businesses nowadays, especially if your business is something that's growing so fast and so quick and you're making a lot of income from it and it's all unexpected. You are going to be met with challenges, but staying true and grounded within yourself and still approaching how you run your business in a fun way where yes, there's a whole future that is mysterious and like you don't know what's going to happen, but how can I be okay right now? How can I react from a place of groundedness and and approach this as this is something that I'm passionate about and will not take too seriously because that's often what leads business owners to burnout. Once you see a lot of money and the demand for more it's like you almost have to fulfill that, fulfill what your consumers are wanting from you. And we can get into the state of stress and burnout that takes the passion and the sparkle from what you were having fun doing in the first place. And oftentimes, we don't even want anything to do with it anymore. Once we get to a state of like, super stressed out, and we have no other time for all other aspects in our lives. And so I love that you approach business that way and that you've grown so much in your empathy because that really is what's going to sustain anything, not just a business, but like creations, relationships. And so thank you for noticing that in you because I feel that's what's going to help empower others to approach business, especially if you're just starting out in a way that is sustainable, that is healthy, and that is fun. And so I wanna know now, and I'm sure this was a learning curve as you expanded on my mantra, but how do you incorporate mindfulness and meditation in your daily routine as a business owner? Because I know this takes up probably majority of your time.
1: So I usually start off my morning at 9am and then I, I take 30 minutes just to myself to get ready. Either that's taking my dog for a walk and that would be my time or meditation for the day. It's just really where I connect to myself and I don't think about my to-do list for the day. And I just think about what's going on inside me. Like what happened if there was any mistakes I made the prior day and how I fixed it in my leadership style. I think that's something that um, I've been meditating on a lot the past year is just becoming a better leader. And I've had to take mindful steps towards that because I didn't want to be the kind of leader I had when I was growing up in nine to five jobs. Since it is a spiritual business, I wanted to make sure that people that were working for me knew that it was grounded in actual spiritual values. I've definitely made sure to um, establish that within my business. But yeah, to answer your question, I would say the 30 minute walk with my dog would be my meditation for the day. And regarding the mindfulness, I'm just very, very mindful of how I handle my team. And I, I do that by Again, the empathy, also gratitude. I find that a lot of entrepreneurs don't really speak on gratitude whenever I listen to podcasts or uh, YouTube videos on entrepreneurship. And for me, that's very important because you got to come from a sense of like humbleness that people choose to work for your company, to to get behind your goals, to get behind what you view as your company. And that itself is so So much to be grateful for because these people are choosing to work for your small business rather than these big companies that will give them such a high name on the resume. And I have a huge responsibility when they're doing that to me. And I'm I'm so grateful that people work for me or people buy from us. And I think that's just to add on also to your other question of um, how my spirituality has influenced my leadership. We focus a lot on gratitude here and we have a saying with our revenues is we don't look at our revenues as, oh, this is how much we made this month. We don't look at it that way. I always tell my team, whether it's from web designers to candle makers, I always tell them that we cannot look at our numbers as revenues. We look at these these numbers as hard earned money that people spent on our products. So we have this huge responsibility. You look at this number as a huge responsibility to give them what they paid for. And we have, we have to do the energy exchange pretty much.
0: Yeah. And that also goes along with the law of giving and receiving. It's a universal law. And when gratitude is a foundation of your business, it's like you worry less because if it's not about the money, then you know you're not going to be burnt out. If you do something kind for people and you treat your your business team with kindness and you're grateful for them and you obviously have these energetic exchanges grounded in gratitude, the more people will see who you are as a business leader and the more they will fall in love with your products because you stand for so much more than give me your money, here's a candle, you know? And I think with that question of how do you balance yourself with meditation every day, it's good that you said that you take that 30 minute walk uh, because a lot of people, when they think about balancing their energies, they feel like they need to go meditate for like an hour and sit on their ass all day. And not a lot of people have that time in their days, especially if you're a business owner and meditation isn't just about, you know, sitting down, lighting a candle, maybe staring at it for half an hour, but it can be anything that you enjoy. And I think you walking your dog is such a beautiful way to not just only spend time with with them, but also be outside, ground yourself in nature and set you yourself up for the day as you're observing the thoughts that are coming up, um, maybe what's happened in your business, how can I improve? You're also balancing your energy in a way that is healthy and sustainable because you're also focused on other aspects of your life. And there's this thing that came up in my mind as you were talking about how you have evolved as a leader in your business ever since your spiritual evolution. And it's so important to ask yourself, why would you hire you and approaching any business or anything that you create in that sense? It's like, why choose you out of all the people in the world that are doing maybe the exact same thing as you? Why you would you hire you? And so I love what you represent and everything that you just said, because it takes away the competition and the pressure, especially in this business driven world where money is like seen as the number one thing. And you're more grounded in the fact that you want to serve the world in a way that is enjoyable for you. And we know that everyone is unique in their own way and that we all have something to serve. Even if I decide to sell candles, you know, I I wouldn't be selling candles the way that you do. And there's enough abundance in the world for people to choose and pick which business is for them or which company that they resonate with. But pretending to be someone you're not and trying to put up a front in anything that you're creating and selling in the world is not going to last if if it if it isn't who you are. And so I love that you put so much importance in yourself and, and how you want to present yourself in a world where it feels right and it feels authentic for you because I believe deep in my heart that that's what's going to change the world. That's what's going to inspire people to use their unique energetic blueprints to do something that they love and not have to copy someone else's for the sake of maybe they're successful and they think that's gonna be right for them when in return, that's actually doing more damage than good. And so thank you for sharing that. You've kind of mentioned this before, but I was just wondering if you had anything else to say about this, but what is or are the most important lessons that you've learned on this journey of being a conscious entrepreneur?
1: Um, I would say there are uh, three big ones. One that you actually mentioned just two minutes ago is that there's infinite abundance So competition, we don't really, I don't worry about competition or someone doing the same business as I do, because I do know that there's a space for everyone. And once you really believe in that, you don't worry about 90% of what other entrepreneurs worry about that don't have the spiritual awakening as you do, because it's all about competition. So when you take it down to the core that everyone, there's a space for everyone that limits about 90% of your problem in the entrepreneur world. The other one is that it's going to be a lonely road ahead, but that doesn't mean that you have to be Alone, if that makes sense. It's going to be lonely because not a lot of people understand you, but that doesn't mean that you have to be alone in a sense that it doesn't mean that you can't explain to people what you're going through. That's something I really had to learn the hard way because I always knew that entrepreneurship is a lonely road. Not a lot of people understand you because not a lot of people are entrepreneurs, but it also doesn't mean that you can't have people understand you. You can have people understand you by explaining to them what you feel. Of course, they'll try their best to give you advice or understand where you're coming from. People understanding you doesn't necessarily mean that they have to go through the same things as you. You can make people understand you just by explaining to them how you feel. That's like, I know it sounds simple, but that's something I've learned in my entrepreneurship journey. The third would have to be that, again, the whole gratitude, like everything has to come from a place of gratitude and not pride or ego in a way that a lot of people boast on how much they make and how, how much their business is able to make. And for me, I, I again, I don't look at it as how much we're able to make. I look at it as how much people gave us, like how how many chances people give us in the, in the world to have us in their stores, to advertise us on their Instagram. These are all people giving us the chances and I never look at it as something that is owed to us just because we have a great business. It's something that people always give to us and we have to really look at our business as, it's like a gratitude pool. Like whatever is given to us, we're so thankful. I believe that that's the prime reason why we're doing so well is because no matter if the order is $15 or the order is 15,000, we have the same level of gratitude towards that. Because at the end of the day, it's one person behind that order that hopefully we will change their lives in, in a tiny way that will then snowball into a big change and shift into their lives. We receive so many messages saying that whenever they light a candle, they have such an epiphany or a thought that they never had before. And they associate that thought with mantra and how mantra has changed their lives. I don't look at this business as just a money exchange. It's really just energy exchange and you're changing people's lives from that mustard seed of thought they had while lighting your candle or reading something on our website or watching what I say on our Instagram. Like those three big lessons are the lessons I've learned as a spiritual entrepreneur
0: Yeah. I love everything that you've highlighted first being, um, like you said, it's not all about money because you can make all the money in the world, but if that's all you're focused on, you're never going to feel purposeful. You're never going to feel fulfilled. And it really is the smiles and those testimonials that people give you knowing that you've changed your lives in a, in a simple product that makes you want to wake up another day and work on your business That much harder knowing that you are changing lives uh, just by the experiences that you enjoy that you're sharing with everyone else. And the second being, you telling us that the entrepreneurship world is a lonely world and not everyone believes that they have what it takes to be successful in the business world. But I also firmly believe that I think it's lonely at first because when someone starts this path and the people around them maybe have negative connotations that, you know, starting a business is hard and, you know, maybe they have their own insecurities that they're still working out that when they see someone do something so grand, uh, you're often judged and and pushed away. And in that sense, you don't feel understood. You don't feel seen. And so you feel like it's just you. But I love what you said about you don't have to be alone in a sense of you can express how you're feeling. There are infinite resources around you to make sure that you are still being supported in being human and not just a business leader, not just a worker. And so I think, especially now, because you're still growing in your business, I'm sure you can tell us about this too, that in the beginning, it was just you. And at that time, you're working so hard and you feel like you can't really like trust anyone else with what you're doing because you're so in it. But now you have a team. Now you're able to outsource some of the stuff that you used to do by yourself because the business has grown so much. And so I feel like that lonely path into the business world is just the beginning. But as you expand, I feel like you get more comfortable knowing that Now the people that you're attracting are the people that understand what it takes to run a business. Those are really good points. And at the end of the day, you're right. It is just all about gratitude because when you source from that, you're never going to lose. And what you said about the $15 versus the $15,000 cart, let's say order. I love that you highlighted that because When it comes to money and money being energy, it's like people think, I guess in the economy, $10 is worth more than $5. We know that in a practical sense, you can buy more with $10 than you can in $5 in some cases. But in the spiritual world, when you perceive money as an energy, then you can value $5 just as much as you value $20,000. And when you approach life that way, then you're opening yourself up to infinite abundance where money is just flowing around you effortlessly because you're no longer putting more value on a specific dollar amount. And you're just treating it as if, oh yeah, this came from God. This came from the world and it's circulating around my life. And I'm going to treat it the same no matter what the economical value it has. And so I feel like even if you're not a business owner, if you approach money in that way, Your relationship with money is going to change. And not just that, I think you're going to expand your mindset and your relationships outside of money even more, because then you start to see that everything around you is really just energy.
1: To add to your point as well, when you were talking about how it's a lonely road in the beginning, and then once you kind of have a team, it becomes less lonely, which is true, but then it translates into this huge sense of responsibility, because these people are working with you and they believe with your vision and they believe that you're going to get very far with your business that's why they're sticking it out for the first you know couple of years with your business and that weighs heavy on me as a spiritual entrepreneur because I have this sense of responsibility to bring everyone up with me when I do get up there and and my team knows that whenever we work on something whether it's a big project or not we all know that They have that sense of trust in me that I will bring us up with their help. But to me, as the head of the business, it's a lot of responsibility to take in that these people are working so hard for my company. These people are working so hard for my vision and what I think is going to happen. After the lonely road kind of subsides, it ends up being a responsibility kind of mentality that you have all these people on your back to help you get up there.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. And it's so beautiful that the potential that you see in yourself just reflects back on the potential that your team sees in you because if they trust you that much and you know that there's still so much growth to be met and they're sticking it out with you, then you know that you are more than capable of achieving this next obstacle in business or next elevation and initiation in business because they trust you that much. And trust is an energetic exchange thing. You know, like, yes, it is transactional in practical ways, but when they see such a leader like you, work so hard and take such good care of the team it just puts you more in the state of i want to work that much harder to provide not just for my team but for the people that i sell to in mantra and i feel like that's such a beautiful thing to accomplish within the business world because you know so many companies nowadays where there are employees that complain and they hate their work because the leaders are just not meeting them halfway. So for you to be a leader that can see your team as an equal, as a spiritual being and a human, but having those extra responsibilities to maybe lead them into, it's such an underrated thing in the business world, at least from what I see with companies selling mass produced items. And I think that's what I really love about small businesses is because I feel like there's so much heart into it. And you're really leading from a place of love rather than outcome. And so thank you for sharing that. For my next question, I just want to discuss a little bit about any unexpected benefits that you've experienced as a result of starting My Mantra & Co. I mean, I know that we've only been really talking about all the challenges that you've overcome and all the lessons that you've learned. But have you seen any benefits in in starting a business that really became relevant and resonated in your life?
1: I guess a benefit would be that people do look up to you more. So you have more of a chance to tell them your beliefs. And I believe that my beliefs are more grounded. So it, it gives me a more, a better platform to really Encourage people to chase their dreams. That's what I stand for as a human being. I just deeply believe that people should really just chase their dreams, whether it sounds crazy or not, because I sounded crazy too when I first started Mantra. And look where I am two years later. I think the benefit of starting Mantra is I have that bit of platform and that bit of experience that people value my words more when I say chase your dreams rather than, you know, someone else that maybe is working a nine to five that's saying chase your dreams. It holds more credibility with my little bit of experience when I tell people that and telling people is another thing, but having them resonate with it and believe it is another. So I find that having my little bit of experience with mantra makes them believe in it a little bit more.
0: Definitely the credibility is what people seek out for, you know, when they're looking for inspiration and the people that they resonate with, because you wouldn't want to be following someone who hasn't really Fulfilled much. You'd probably want to be following someone who's got what you want or who is going through something that you've always wanted to go through, but just don't know how to get there. And so I'll ask you this as well. Like, for my biggest advice on that is to just start. You know, we didn't just all start from people listening to us and people listening to our advice. There's that rapport that you have to build. And in order to do that, you just have to begin. How can aspiring conscious business owners? integrate spirituality or personal development into their own entrepreneurial journey from what you've learned so far?
1: You really have to be firm with what you believe in and take action from what you believe in every day. The entrepreneurship world will have a lot of waves that will make you want to go a certain way, but you have to really stand firm in what you believe in. For example, like for us We buy jars from Canadian suppliers, but it would save us significantly more if we bought them from China. And that's something I've, as an entrepreneur, a spiritual entrepreneur, I've had to make that big decision for our team to stick with our values, to stick with supporting local. And even if it costs us four times as much, it's fine. There's unlimited abundance in the world. Even if it costs us four times as much to have these jars bought from a Canadian supplier than a Chinese supplier, we will stick to the local supplier because that's what we believe in. We believe in helping our community. We believe in uplifting people closest to us first, and then reaching out to people that are further from us. We believe in wage equality. Bigger decisions like that, as an entrepreneur, you really have to stick to your firm core beliefs and really stick to that in your whole journey as an entrepreneur. And I believe spirituality plays a huge part of that because spirituality holds you accountable. If I started and I promised myself that this was going to be the kind of business I wanted two years ago, I'm not going to break that promise to myself and my future self just because of extra money in my pocket. I will not do that because again, when You're starting your business, you really have to jot down what your core beliefs are and make sure you stick to that in your whole entirety of you running a business, because that's what will set you apart. And that's what will give you the most sense of accomplishment that you made it out in this entrepreneurship world, even with your spiritual values, even with your mindfulness values. You made it. And I think that's a really great achievement that can really set you apart in your journey.
0: That's also a great way not to get lost, not to get lost within yourself, not to get lost within the business driven world where there's so much competition and you're always go, 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 and you're always making decisions. It's like it's easy to lose yourself in that world, especially if that is majority of your life and majority of what you're putting your attention on. And I see that not just in business, but in everyday life. You know, when we come into relationships, we have a certain set of values that are our guiding posts. And when we meet someone, that reflects that back to us, I'm sure the more successful that relationship is going to be because you're seeing life and your values in a similar way. And when you bring about a family in your future life, that's the kind of values that you're also going to be teaching them or embodying for them to get inspired to learn themselves. And so I love that you said that that's pretty much what will Get you to feel a sense of accomplishment that is sustainable and that's there for the long term because values are our foundation in anything in life. We know also in spirituality that there's something bigger than you as a person that's running this whole thing. And you have to have some kind of beliefs that's going to propel you in your next stage in life, whether you're a Christian or you're Hindu, whatever it is it's so much easier to live life in a way where you have that guiding post to support you in whatever path you're on. And just to close us off, can you share any advice for individuals who are going through maybe a spiritual awakening and considering starting a business? Because I know in the beginning, it was probably really scary for you. But what made you be like, no, I'm going to do it anyway, even if I'm scared.
1: At the end of the day, it's up to us, like us as individuals. We are the maker of our own reality. It might seem intimidating, but there's only one person that can really make that change in your life for you. And that's you. And you really have to look at that as a responsibility to yourself. Uh, you're responsible for your own reality. It's not all rainbows and sunshines meaning, oh, I can make my own reality come into fruition. That's a great way to look at it, but it's also a great responsibility on you that if you don't like something, you're responsible to change it. If you want to do something, you're responsible to start it. And I know it's intimidating to have that much pressure on yourself, but there's also beauty in that. You have to start it because no one else is going to do it for you. Honestly, as simple as that advice may sound, that's what I kept telling myself when I started my business. I look kind of silly to people and I look crazy, but I'm not living a life here to impress them. I'm living a life here to fulfill my dreams and what my heart desires. At the end of the day, what my heart desires is more important than what people think of me and what challenges are against me and always just choose myself. And I always choose my dreams. And I think that's a strong enough indicator of pushing you forward.
0: Mm. Yeah, so taking accountability and pretty much living a heart centered life is what we all should aim for, not just in creating a business, but in all aspects of our lives, even though, you know, out there, people may be judging you, which has nothing to do with you really, it's, Projection of their own internal world, but you doing it anyway, and having that courage to co-create with the universe and meeting the universe halfway with the opportunities and the intuitive nudges that are being brought to you. You have to take the responsibility to own up and start the life that you've always been dreaming of because, yeah, you're right. No one is going to do it for you. And maybe you can win the lottery as a rare occasion and start something from there. But for the majority of us, we have to just begin. And so I love that you said that. It's very inspiring. And I'm sure it's going to touch a lot of people who hear this episode to start whatever it is that they want to start that they've been brewing in their hearts. Because at the end of the day, we're all on our own path. And honestly, it's funny because no one really cares. You know, they may care for like a little bit for the moment, but everybody's just so focused on their own stuff that they're probably not even paying that much attention to you, if at all. And so why waste your energy and time focusing on what other people think when you could just be creating the life of your dreams right now? To conclude, I'm sure some of our listeners are very intrigued to see the stuff that you're selling and what you represent as a business leader and as a company with my mantra and co Sam, where can we find more of your work and more of you? And do you have any new product offerings at this moment?
1: Yeah, so currently you can find us on our website at ww.mymantraco.com. We're also on Etsy at MyMontrain Co. And we also sell on fair.com at My Co. And we have a few um in-person stores at the Nooks in Vaughn Mills Mall, Port Hope, downtown, Niagara Outlets, Birmingham Mall. Burlington Mall and Mapleview Mall. And we have one more location opening up on Queen Street right in front of Lululemon on May 1st. So if you're downtown I think that's going to be our prime location. And as for the product offerings we're currently making a new candle for summer and it's called Oxo who is basically the Greek goddess of summer. It's a meditation candle To call in your goddess energy of the summer, which is all about fertility and just rising above the ashes, as summer is known for that. So it's just um, a positive ritual candle that hopefully bring in the energy that you need to tackle on summer as we do know that a lot of things unfold in the summer. And at the end of the candle, um, at the very bottom of the candle is a autumn equinox scent. By the end of the candle, you, it will be around fall season, hopefully, if your candle lasts that long. And that scent is supposed to empower you for the fall and for your harvest of all your hard work.
0: I love it. If you're in Ontario, definitely check those malls out. And if you're in Toronto, stay tuned for that. So again, congratulations, Sam, for all of your achievements so far. I mean, from here on out, it's only going to be growth. And I admire you so much for how you approach your business and the good that you're doing in the world and how you're leading your team. It's just so inspiring to know that It can seem like such an impossible feat at first, but when you see someone else do it in the way that you do it, it becomes so empowering for us to just start and to begin to just live heart-centered lives, doing what we love and not caring about anything else. And so I just want to conclude by saying, thank you so much, Sam, for taking the time to be with us today and for everything that you do.
1: Of course, thank you for having me. This has been so fun. It's my first podcast. So I hope to look back to this and hopefully in two, three, Yields will have a relapse of uh, an update of where we're, we're at